Anyway, open your Bibles with me this morning to Acts chapter 2. That's going to be the scripture we're going to read um, this morning. But we're going to take a break from our series, our journey together. Uh, You guys know we started a new journey together, kind of a fall journey together last week called Built on You. Um, We're talking about building the right foundation. Um, And so this week, um, I was just preparing for the message and get ready for week two of Built on You because it was good. It was good. It started off well. Um, Lots of you guys, so much feedback. Uh, But just this week, um, I was praying about just our two-year anniversary. That's what today is. Today, we've turned two as a church. And I was talking to to one of the guys in between services that gives me critiques on my sermons. Um, I asked for it because, you know, if it's not good for the first, don't y'all want a better message? Yeah? Y'all just, okay. This is elective. You understand. You got in your car and drove here today, right? And so, uh, so anyway... Um, I was talking to one of the guys um, in between services, and he said, man, this is just such a great reminder um, of, of what God is doing here. And, and it is, you know, because I was a little nervous about, man, just making today a day of celebration. Anyway, I was talking to him. The thought came back around. And he said, uh, he said wow, he said, we're only two. And it's like, it's so crazy to think that it's only been two years, but like we've got a, a youth ministry and full-blown kids ministry and college people coming and like all these things. And it's like when you were two, like you couldn't even talk or walk or like you were still on life support. You know what I'm saying? And like the same is true for us. It's been only two. It's only two years. It's so always say if you have a bad experience, just come back. We're getting, we're, we're learning how to do this too. Amen, everybody. But it's. I was thinking about it this week, and, uh, and it really sparked what I wanted to talk to you uh, about today. Um, you, you know, it's interesting inside of my life, I noticed this about my life, I don't know about you, um, but, but I don't think we take the time in our life, individually, but, but also even just as a group collectively, like, we don't take the time to stop and celebrate and to thank God for what He's done. And I get it, it's an honest pursuit, right? Because we're so focused on the circumstances we have today, right? We're, we're so focused on what we have to do tomorrow, and, and we may not be in a great place today, and, and we get so consumed by the now that we don't stop, intentionally stop, and look at the Lord and say, Lord, I'm so thankful for all that you have done in my life. I'm so thankful for where I didn't think I was going to make it and I made it. Come on, somebody. I was thankful for where our marriage was obliterated and now it's it's great. I'm thankful for when my son was far from you and now he walks with you and knows you. Come on, somebody. I remember when I didn't have the money. I didn't have enough money to pay attention. Come on, somebody. But now we're making it. Now we're getting there. We don't stop enough to celebrate what God has done inside of our lives. We get so consumed with the task at hand and the what's next that we often miss out. Listen to me. In your life, we're going to celebrate together today as a church, but we miss out on some of the most vital pieces to living the life that God has called us to live. We miss out on some of the most vital ingredients that we need to live this overcoming, come on somebody, adventure of a life that God has called us to live. Here's what it is, really. How many of you just want to finish your race well? 
Right? Like you just want to finish your race well. You want to go to heaven and know that you did all that God had called you to do. Come on. You want to just get to that age and, and you just want to finish your race well. Well, in order to finish your race well, like there's a couple of things that you need to do. And a lot of those, a couple of those things, we don't do them enough because we're so consumed with what's on our, our agenda today. Here's one of those vital pieces. I'm going to share a couple of them with you, but. But one of those vital pieces in finishing your race well, in living the the, the life of peace and joy and and fulfillment that God's called us to live, one of those vital pieces is just coming back to to the Lord to say thanks. Like, I know it seems like a simple thing, right? It's so simple. It's like, like, just tell God, thank you. Yeah, like, like just that, like just coming back to him to say, God, thank you for this moment where you brought me here. Thank you for this spouse that you've given me. Thank you for these children you've given me. Thank you for these friends you've given me. Thank you for this calling you've given me. I'm I'm telling you today, you got to believe me. You want to have more peace and more fulfillment and more joy in your life. Nothing will get you there like a heart of thankfulness. Just to come back to Jesus and say thank you. What it does is stopping to say thanks. It does a couple of things. The first thing it does just just honestly is it just gives the credit to the one who the credit is due. It's just Him. It was Him. It will always be Him. It was never you. And it also reminds us when we stop to say thank you, no matter where we are in life. But it reminds us that where we've came, how far we've came, we did not come on our own. (laughs) Because I can be convinced of that sometimes. I don't know about you. It gives credit to God, but it also reminds me that it's by the grace of God that I am where I am today. Come on, somebody. Like even inside of our church, I just look around and like I was telling somebody a while ago, like this is normal, but this is just overwhelming. And it's like this cannot be explained other than that, that we haven't came this far on our own. Yeah. It wasn't just us, it was Him. You can't miss this even inside of your own life. I pray that this is inspiring you to do that. There's a blessing attached to coming back and saying thanks. I want you to know that too. Not only does it make you feel good, but there's a blessing from the Lord of coming back to Him to say thank you. Just to say thanks for all he's done. I remember this story in the Bible where there was ten lepers. And Jesus, he heals these ten lepers. Anybody know what leprosy is? It's a condition. It's a, like a deadly condition in the Bible. And it had to be excluded out of all community. And they couldn't be around other people. And, and, and they had this condition. And, and it was incurable. And, and they meet Jesus. Like you did. They meet Jesus like you did at an encounter or, or on a Sunday morning or, or in a small group. And, and in a moment, Jesus healed them completely. And in your moment, Jesus did that for you. What's interesting about this moment in the Bible is, is that only one of the ten came back to tell Jesus thanks. I wonder... Why, of all the things that would be put inside of Scripture, why, why the God of heaven would feel like that's important for us to see is that only one of them come back to say thank you. And, and what's interesting about this person that was healed of leprosy, this man, is, is the Bible says that Jesus looked at him and he says, 
As he came back to say thanks, Jesus says to him, your faith has made you whole, not just healed. Can I tell you today, there's a difference between being healed and being whole. Nine left healed that day. One of them, the one that came back to return the credit to the one whose credit was due, the one who came back to, to acknowledge that where he was today was not under his own power, was the one who was made whole. I don't know about you. I, I love it, but I want to walk into a life of wholeness. Come on, somebody. I want to walk into a life of wholeness in my relationships, in my heart, in, in my mind. All of that starts by coming back to say thanks. By just coming back to say thanks. The wholeness comes from realizing it was His grace that got us here. That got you here. Like guys, when you think about where we're at today just as a church, like we have to acknowledge that it was His grace that got us here. It was His provision that paved the way for this rapid growth that we've seen over the last two years. This is insane. This is insane. That it was His wisdom that got us to where we are today. Come on, somebody. Come on, we're going to celebrate today. That it was His power that's given us the strength to come this far. So, with that in mind, y'all get ready to praise the Lord. Are y'all ready? Okay, put your stuff down. Lean up in your seat a little bit because we're going to do what the Bible tells us to do. We're going to get to the preaching again next Sunday. It's going to be great. I do have a little message. You do have a fill in the blank. Y'all know that, right? But, but, today, we're going to stop and thank God because there is a blessing attached. And I don't know about you, but I want to be blessed. So I was thinking about this week, like what can we thank God for? Like just as a, as a body of believers here. I think first and foremost, like, like we've got to thank Him for the found. Come on, everybody. Get, get ready to celebrate. Get ready. Are y'all ready? Say amen if you're ready. Amen. 200 people have accepted Jesus. Hold your applause. In the last two years. 200 people. 200 people from death to life. 200 people whose names, look at me, whose names are now written in the Lamb's book of life, whose eternity is now settled. 200 people. Like, it's, it's why we exist, right? Like, isn't that what it's all about? 200 people. Come on, let's give God some praise this morning. God, we just thank you so much for 200 people. So good. I'm going to tell you, we're going to be blessed. Here's this. So I thank Him for the found. And you all know I like to preach, so I'm phonetical. But we thank Him for the free. Think about this. 200 people have gotten saved. 156 people have walked through Encounter Weekend. That's 156 people who have found forgiveness in the cross. That's 156 people who have found freedom from inner healing. 
That's 156 people who have lost anxiety, depression, oppression from the enemy. 156 people who've discovered what it actually looks like to live out the Great Commission and be a Christian. Come on, somebody. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. So we thank Him for the found. We thank Him for the, for the free. What's the last F? Come on, anybody know? We thank Him for the family. Y'all are slow today. <laughs> think about this. Stop. Just for a second. Because this is a sobering moment. We're going to get to all the things next week. But we're going to stop today. The brothers and sisters that we found here, not only to do life with, but that choose to walk with us no matter what our life looks like. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for those that, that have walked into my life. The facts are, here's the facts. Can I just give you the facts this morning? The facts are we were all homeless when we found New Life Church. We were all homeless when we found this place, this group of people, this, this family. The facts are we were all searching. That's why you're here. I, I just wanted to stop and say like just from Brianna and I. Like I'm so thankful I found so many of you. That the relationships that we get to walk in and just the family that we found here. Come on somebody. Like how many of you are thankful for the family that you found here? So good. So that's the first piece of, of finishing your race well. Living this extraordinary life that God's called you to live. That's what we're doing today. We're stopping to tell God, thank you for the found. Thank you for the free. Come on, that, come on, man. Those encounters. If you don't know what an encounter is, come to the white table. We'll tell you it's nothing crazy or weird, but you got to sign up for the next one. It'll change your life. And then I thank Him for, for the family. So thankfulness is one thing. If you haven't stopped and thanked God for what He's got, in, it's done in your life in a while, you're, you're, you're just missing out on so much joy, peace, and fulfillment you can have inside of your life. Here's the second thing that I found that is pivotal for finishing your race well. How many of y'all ever wanted to give up in life? Anybody ever wanted to give up? The honest people raised their hand. I get it. It's all good. Yeah. But the second piece that will keep you from giving up, maybe you want to give up today, is... is Backing away from the situation you're in. Backing away from the emotion you're in. L listen to me. The second vital piece to living this extraordinary life that God has given us is taking the time to think about what you're actually a part of. What He's actually doing inside of your life. Come on, somebody. Like we can just get into this routine so easy where it's what we do on Sunday mornings. I was talking to one of the guys in between services that critiques me on my message. And I was like, hey, he was like, man, I, I had forgotten. I had forgotten like what we do here. Sometimes we just get in the routine of like, just coming to church because that's what we do and we're, we're programmed to do through religion is just to have our butt in a seat every Sunday morning. But, but we forget. We for, are you with me? Like we just, we, we miss out on what we're, sometimes when you're working in it, you really can't see what God is doing all around you. 
The amazing miracle that you're a part of inside of your life, inside of this body. Come on, somebody, right? It's taking the time to stop and say thank you. It's taking the time to step back and to really, really from 30,000 feet begin to look at your life, to begin to look at what God is doing and say, wow, this is amazing. Your life is amazing if you'll just stop and think about it. Like where you are today is amazing if you'll just stop and think about it. I did that this week, like with, 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 with our church, because like there's a lot to do. There's a lot of people. It's nuts. But, but I stepped back and I, I looked at what God was doing in the busyness, in the multiple services, the kids ministry, getting people connected to the vision, launching a youth ministry, expanding our reach at the college. Like we can miss how unbelievably, listen to me, we can miss how unbelievably special this moment is that we're a part of as new life. Think about this. Are you all with me? Think about this. We planted new life church in a pandemic. 2021. Think about this. Just just stop for a second. Because I did this this week. And it blessed me. And I hope it blesses you. Because I know you get in the routine of coming to Sunday just like I do. But sometimes you got to stop. Come on, you want to finish your race? Well, you better stop and look at what God's actually doing in your life. We planted in a pandemic where one in three had left the church and had not been back. 80% of church plants fail in the first two years. The online church transition, y'all with me, was in full effect. The fact that the population of Hydro is 900 people. <laughs> also, I don't know if y'all been to the grocery store lately, but it's a pretty tough economic time for all of us. <clears throat> With all of that stacked against us, how many of y'all know God is bigger than the biggest, biggest hurdle you can jump over? With all of that stacked against us, you got to see this. With all of that stacked against us, we've seen 200 people saved. With all of that stacked against us, for those of you that think we just count every, everything on salvation, we don't. We've baptized 168 people. We've had 156 people through Encounter Weekend. By the end of today, get connected as tonight, by the end of today, we'll have had 40 new people join the New Life family in the last two months. Hang on. And, 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 and you got to stop because you got to stop and see this. Launching a youth ministry, taking over Southwestern Oklahoma State University, like all of like our college students serve everywhere. One service to two, two services to three. We've got small groups. Like I could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Like all of this inside of two years. We don't have a live stream. Why? Because I don't want one. Doesn't look like I need it. It's not church at home. And if you want to watch it online, there's plenty of better preachers than me. Just saying. When you stop to think about it, when I just read all that to you, come on, you've been here for a while. Think about this. When I stop to, to think about it, you realize that you're literally a part of a verifiable move of God on the earth. Like, I don't know a lot about a lot, but 200 people saved in two years. I, I, you could probably add up a lot of churches that are within our distance, add them up and combine them all, and they wouldn't get to 200. 
Not, not to say that that's different, bad, or anything. I'm just saying like you've got to acknowledge that we're in the middle of a miracle. We're, we're literally living our bona fide miracle. It sounds different when I put it that way, doesn't it? It sounds different than the teaching in kids' ministry. It sounds different than greeting at the door. It sounds different than leading worship in, in, in the youth ministry. It sounds different than serving in clubhouse and third service. Come on, somebody. It sounds different than just connecting people and leading the small group leaders. It sounds different than greeting at the door. Amen, everybody? Like, we're a part of a bona fide miracle of God. You don't think that? Just look around. Stay here all day. Come at about 8 o'clock and leave at about 1. When we all do, and you'll see the miracle of God that you're a part of. You'll see the miracle that God is doing around you. It sounds a lot like Acts chapter 2. Here's how the Bible describes what the church should look like for us. It says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to the prayers, and in... Okay, stop. I want you to notice this. And in awe, for those of you that are like, he don't use no scripture. I do every week. Chill out. And uh, came upon and many signs and wonders were being done through the apostles. Look at this, verse 44. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all that had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. Here's another blessing that we have. Praising God and having favor with all the people. Here's the payoff. 200 people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those that were being saved. I love... Listen to me, and I, I love you. I love Scripture. I love what the Bible says in, in verse 43. It says, and an awe came upon every soul. Can, can I just tell you this this morning? That's what you felt when you came into this building. You, you felt the awe. You couldn't explain it. Yeah, they're friendly. Yeah, the preaching's incredible. Yeah, worship's, worship's good. It's a joke, everybody but you felt something you couldn't really explain. Am I right? That's the awe of a miracle. That's the awe of a God-derived, God-ordained, God-moved miracle happening that you just walked into on a Sunday morning. Are you with me yeah. this morning? That's the miracle that we're a part of when you stop to get away from the kids ministry, away from the youth ministry, away from the to-dos that we have every single week. We realize that we're a part of a verifiable miracle of God on the earth. This is not normal. Under any circumstance, this is not normal. 200 people saved, not normal. Encounters, not normal. Being at where we're at today in two years of ministry, go ask anyone, not normal. It's also not us. It's also not us. Let me tell you something. I just want to be honest with you. Miracles don't happen by accident. I've learned a lot by watching a lot of people who are older than me mishandle miracles. I've learned a lot by mishandling some miracles myself. But I want you to know this. 
The miracles don't happen by accident and miracles are not overlooked. Come on, are you with me? Miracles don't happen and all the time they're not overlooked. It also takes some things to, to maintain a miracle. It takes some, some things to maintain a miracle. Yes, we're a part of a miracle. But it takes some things to maintain a miracle. And you can mishandle a miracle. I was thinking about this this week, and this is what I want to end our time out together talking about because I don't want us to mishandle this miracle. I don't want you to mishandle the miracle that's happened in your life. Because if you've been a part of here for any stretch of time, you've had a miracle happen in your life. If I've got to walk you through an encounter, or you've got in a small group, and whatever, you've had a miracle happen. And I want you to be able to maintain that miracle. Because let me tell you this, without Him, we cannot. But without us, He will not. There is a role that we play in the miracle of God inside of our life. Here's what it's going to take for you in your life, but also for us as a church. I'm just going to be real with you. Like in the future, it's just going to take, what does it take to have the miracle mindset? I think that's what they helped me title the message today. The miracle mindset. Is you got to have faith. I know it sounds redundant. And I know it sounds simple. But so often, my faith is fleeting in my life sometimes due to circumstance, due to busyness, due to my own offense and my own problems. But I'm going to tell you this, if we're going to continue to see God do what He's doing right now, it's going to take all of us having faith together. Having faith together. Faith in what He can do. Faith in what we can accomplish together. Come on, are you with me? H having faith. This place is getting smaller by the week. And we lease it. I'm not talking about no building campaign, so don't get it wrong. But like, we're in the process right now to own it. They're going to give it to us. How many of y'all got some faith with me? I wrote them a letter today. They wanted to know the story of new life. So I wrote them a letter. Told them. We've put all, you know, told them we put, you know, we put about 45000 in the building already. Whatever. But, but I ain't knocking walls down until we own it. We're just believing we're going to own it. Come on, everybody. Are you with me? To have some faith. It's going to take faith for us to believe. It's going to take faith for us to serve. It's going to take faith. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, He said, any man who says to this mountain be removed and cast into the sea and doesn't doubt it, it'll happen. To maintain a miracle, you have to have faith. Come on. It's His miracle. But it's our faith that unlocks it inside of our life. Here's another thing that I've realized about miracles. Is that it takes effort. Miracles take effort. Now listen. We walk in His burden, in His yoke. We don't get it twisted around here. It is Him. It is His church. We are not building His church. He is building it. We are not building it. But it's, it takes effort. Like, I get it. I get it. I, I know it's so great to receive. I know it's so great to be, to be a, a spectator in the great... But I'm going to tell you this. It's one thing to witness a miracle. It's a completely other thing to be a part of a miracle. It's one thing to come and sit in the seat of a miracle. Every week, it's another thing when you get to watch the person sitting in that seat raise their hand and give their life to Jesus and be a part of that miracle. 
It's one thing when that person who is suicidal and lost and broken and addicted and on the verge of divorce and walking through the worst time of their life, when they walk through the door and they get to meet you and you lead them in the small group and you lead them to an encounter and you lead them to commission and you lead them to getting people saved in their life. Hey, it's one thing to be a part of a miracle. It's a totally different thing to be a spectator of a miracle. Come on, listen, I would tell you this. Take your next step. Get connected. It's tonight. Quit kicking the can around. We need you. Not only do we need you, but the people that are coming after you, they need you. Not the perfect you, not the you that has it all figured out, but the willing you. The one who's willing to handle a miracle you. Because I promise you this, I promise you this. You get your hands on that miracle, you won't take them off. Amen, everybody. Amen. Miracle takes faith. Miracle takes effort. Oh, and I'm just a preacher, so i got to put this one in the end. But, but it's only just begun. It's hard for my mind to grasp the fact that what we are doing here has only just begun. It's crazy. It's only just begun. It's only started. It's only just begun for us. And it's only just begun for you. I got a message this week. I got a text message this week from somebody in our church. Somebody who I guess knew what the message was going to be. <laughs> but they sent me this message. They said, you know, I was sitting here with my son thinking about Sunday. And it's a cool celebration for me. Us as a family. Just their family. You were talking about firm foundation last week. Before I was saved, I was building my foundation on all three of the ones you talked about last week. If you don't know, go read, listen to the message. Well then, we find new life. And we gain a community and family of believers. So it's absolutely a celebration of New Life's birthday because without New Life, I don't know where I'd be. The 200 salvations is amazing. And I'm one of those. And without Jesus saving me and building my foundation on Him, I don't know where I would be. I'm just so, so, so thankful for all that God has done in my marriage and in my family. I literally found Jesus in Hydro, Oklahoma at New Life Church. And I'm the one of so many. Definitely worth stopping and celebrating. 